You have found the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. My guest today is a two-time NCAA Division II All-American and a two-time MIAA uh, champion as well in outdoors. Uh, running for Garner Hayfield Ventura in high school, he won three state class 2A titles as a senior, and he's looking forward to running at Indoor Nationals for Northwest Missouri State coming up next month. Welcome to the program, Ree Smith. Hi, Thank Reece. you for having me. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun uh, talking to, uh, to Iowa kids who have done really well. And um, you're certainly uh, leaving your mark uh, with the Bearcats. Um, you own, um, you're part of three school records, uh, indoor 3,000, got the outdoor 5,000. And last year you ran on the uh, DMR that holds the school record uh last season was a lot better than i had ever like imagined i had some big goals but you know sometimes you don't always think they'll all happen at the same time and so last year i was luckily able to like string together a good like six months and a lot of great things were able to happen fortunately right absolutely um and um and you've really built on that uh this uh winter as well um, are you going to be running at your home track, um, indoors, um, this weekend to try to improve your 3000 meters or the, or the distance medley, uh, relay? Are you going to do that last chance, uh, race? So yeah. actually I'm traveling to, uh, UNL, uh, tomorrow oh. to run a 3k. Okay. UNL being, uh, yeah, the Huskers. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay, Nebraska Link, yeah, Lincoln. Okay, so you're gonna try to uh, uh, to improve that time then. Yes, I think I need to run at least like an 8:04. I'm sitting at like 8:12 right now, but it was in a race that wasn't kind of like set up the best to run fast. It was also coming off of a double, so we're hopeful that tomorrow it'll be in the cards to hopefully get a national qualifier. Okay, yeah, because you've got a provisional time right now. And you don't think that's going to really hold up? No, they take they take like 16, and I think I'm in like the upper 20s or low 30s actually right now. Yeah, um, when you ran it, that was the one at the, at the Bearcat invite, I think is what you're talking about. Yep. On February 5th, that at the time ranked 31st, according to your sports information. So, um, so yeah, that's um, – yeah, you're going to have to uh, – uh, knock that down a little bit. Uh, how about the medley? Uh, how is that looking? Um, you've got, uh, looks like uh, third best in the conference, but um, number four in the central region. Um, how is that looking? Oh, it's good. Okay. It's kind of up in the air what we'll do here in the next week or so. So the next chance we have is conference, and then there's no last chance meet after that. So we're kind of like up in the air on what we're going to do. Uh, we have a lot of people chasing like in, individual uh, qualifying marks this weekend. So depending on how those uh, go, I think our coaches are going to make a game time decision if we run the DMR or if we, you know, go after individual uh, points or places. So it'll kind of, we'll know more after this weekend. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've got. Um... I'm sure the people on your relay uh, are also like you know, like you said, going for individuals uh, stuff. Who else is traveling to uh, Lincoln with you? It's actually just me. Um, just we have a yep, we have a dual meet set up, and they're kind of like loading the 800 in a mile to try to get a few of our guys. But uh, hmm. my coach wanted to get me in a 3,000 that would have a little bit more competition and hopefully like a pacer through a good chunk of the race. Uh, running the 3k alone gets a little daunting on the back half, especially when you're trying to run like a national mark. So hopefully having some competition to help me out should be a good opportunity. Mm, okay. Um, would you be uh, disappointed if you didn't make it in the 3000, uh, make one of the 16 that didn't make it or. Um... Yeah, it's kind of a mixed emotion, I guess. Uh, I was injured all fall. So I haven't really had the, the base that everyone else has had. So I guess I'm kind of taking it with a grain of salt, but I still like hold myself to the standard that I should make the national meet. So it'll be, you know, tough if I don't make it, but again, like my circumstances haven't been great. So I'm just happy to be back healthy. Yeah. I think your first uh, meet you had, you ran like an 827 uh, right out of the box, a rust buster race. Um, yep. So that's, that's when I thought, well, he's probably just getting back in shape. Uh, what was the injury problems that you had? Because, uh, you, like you said, you missed all of cross-country season. Uh, so the tail end of July, I had this, like, uh, pain in my quad. I thought it was just quad fatigue, um, just really weird, pretty, like, inconsistent. I could train on it, but it was just kind of lingering, not getting much better. And so um, after, like, a lot of visits to, like, the physical therapist and doctor appointments and chiropractors, I had um, an MRI done and it showed that I had a femoral stress reaction. Uh, so basically I had to end my cross country season before it started. Just, it was, and it was late enough in the summer where it was kind of like the hopeful return for cross country was pretty slim, especially with it being like a 10 K and our region being so tough. So we kind of had to like shift the focus uh, in late July. Okay. But yeah, so I'm, I'm finally back now. Uh, it's kind of been a long road, but fortunately, like it's been good. Um, so that's why I think I'm a little bit behind where I wanted to be. Obviously, I'm, I've been right on the cusp of some of my PRs. And I know, had I been healthy all fall, I think those would have fallen already. So I'm just glad to be like within reach of where I was last year. So yeah, I, I think your uh, some of your times have actually uh, seem to be getting better. So everything's kind of coming coming together for you, um, and uh, you know you'll build on the indoors going into going into outdoor season for sure. Um, so the, that stress reaction is is more or less kind of a fracture in your leg. Then um, that's kind of more common, you know, for a stress fracture uh, stress uh, in your in your lower leg but uh, you got it in your quad in your right quad. it was it was really surprising no one really thought that's what it would be Ob mm. also like your femur is supposed to be yeah. your like strongest bone in your body it's so it's like problem. yeah how did everything else hold up but that didn't and it was kind of uh interesting because i wasn't like training more than i had been like previously and it kind of came out of nowhere it was also in like the easier block of my training cycle uh, in the summer, just like building miles, nothing too crazy. So we kind of think it was just like a accumulation of like a long season and a long training cycle. Obviously with COVID, we had pretty much like a year straight of just hammering workouts. So I think eventually that just kind of caught up with me. 
and after outdoor season is when it kind of flared up. Mm. Was it last summer you ran in that trials of miles, or was it the year before that you did that? Um, no, I didn't do that race. Um, we were thinking about doing postseason races last, oh. uh, last like April or May, but uh, we thought like I was gonna have to cut too much on my steeplechase to make the USA team championships, and I was kind of like worn out from a long season, so mm-hmm. we decided to just shut it down and get ready for the summer. And it all didn't go very well. What did you? What kind of a rehab did you have, or was it just uh, just letting it heal? Was there any? Yeah. So unfortunately, there's not much you can really do. Um, I was told to like do nothing for about four weeks straight. So like no cross training, just like minimal stuff. So I was just basically hanging out at home for a long time. And uh, then after that, there was like very little. Um, training i could do i would be on the bike for a little bit and then we have an uh underwater treadmill here so i would get in there as much as i could but i had a little bit of pain here and there so it was rather inconsistent so i had to take like a total of about like three months off uh and then i was finally back to like building mileage slowly and so i'm finally back to like 100 percent now were you at maryville all summer then yes i was i was set up I was kind of bouncing all over the place, but I spent a majority of my t- time down in Maryville. Well, you got the best care there for sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that worked out pretty well. Um, so cross country was absolutely a, uh, a, a disappointment for you. Um, you probably had high hopes for that. I assume you got a red shirt there and you're going to use that later on. Uh, use that extra season of eligibility. Right. I have actually like a ton of eligibility, especially in cross country, um, because uh, last fall they didn't take eligibility for cross country. So it was like a COVID red shirt, basically. And then this year I didn't race. So I have like basically a double red shirt. So I'll be coming back as like a sophomore next year, but like a junior and everything else next uh, next year. So, yeah, because you're a sophomore track and field wise. Yep. A junior in the classroom. In the classroom, yeah. What do you uh, What are you studying? Uh, I, uh, I I tried to look everywhere for background on you, and unfortunately, your <laughs> your track and field website doesn't have a whole lot. It's got a lot of your results, but uh, wasn't too much helpful with the personal stuff. Uh, so I'm a major in biomedical sciences with a minor in sports psychology. Okay. What, uh, what, what do you want to do with that? Do you know yet? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so I definitely, my plan is to attend medical school when I'm done here. So that's like really big on my priority list that hold running and academics at about the same standard. So it keeps me busy, but it's good and challenging for me. Nice. I've got some smart people on this podcast. Abby Cohen Jackson's doing the same thing. She's going into medical field as well. So uh, why, uh, why were you interested in that? Going into medical? Um, I've always been drawn towards like the sciences. Um, and in high school, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't know like exactly where I wanted to go. And my mom is actually a nurse. And so she works at a outpatient uh, surgical center back home where I live. And so like my junior year of high school, we had to like do a job shadow. And so I just asked my mom if she could hook me up with her work. And so I went in and I got to watch a bunch of surgeries. And Mm. once I like saw my first surgery, I was kind of like hooked in that I wanted to do something in that field. So 
that's kind of how it got me drawn into it. And then I've just kind of been focused on that for several years now. So you're ready to devote, uh, well, most of your 20s toward, toward schooling then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a long, long journey. But You, you, you know that's coming. So, uh, uh, so uh, it's, uh, it's been a journey also to get to Northwest uh, Missouri State. Um, I, how did you get into running as a child? Um, how, how did you get interested in that? Um, was it your first sport or was it something else that you played? No. So I, I grew up and I played like every single sport you could possibly play. So in the winter I'd be wrestling and then I'd go to basketball practice. And then in okay. the spring I'd play soccer and then go to baseball practice. And then in the summer I'd do the same thing. I played football like up until like track and field was really accessible. So then in middle school, I played everything again across the board, not football, obviously. Um, but my older brother, he had some success uh, when I was like, I would have been in like sixth grade when he was a freshman in high school. So he had a fair amount of success in high school. He was a multiple time uh, runner up um, and posted some really fast times. And so like my seventh grade year, I was doing track, but I was not very serious in it. I would just show up with my buddies, kind of screw around up track practice and uh, go from there. But then my eighth grade year, I had a little bit of success but I always thought I would play soccer. Soccer was like my number one sport at the time. So then after eighth grade, I trained all summer with my older brother. We had a pretty solid uh, cross country team. And so I was training with those guys and I was just getting destroyed like every day. Like we didn't think I would make the varsity roster and we were hoping to have like a really good team. So I was like fighting like heck to hopefully make the roster. And then turns out my freshman year went far better than anyone was expecting and I ended up placing fifth individually at state and uh, our team ended up winning a state title so it kind of the success kind of like had me realize like what I could maybe potentially do and at the time I was the highest place um, score that was returning for the next year so then it was kind of like oh well you know maybe if I focus on this I can you know one day be a state champion so that kind of really got me into it and I've always been like a fan of winning uh so like growing up like when you'd, we'd lose a basketball tournament and I'd take it really hard but you know I was just drawn to try to win so once I got my first like taste of like true winning I was just kind of addicted and I kind of just devoted uh I gave up all my other sports and just devoted my time to uh running I guess when I talked to Cody Bailey he was a football player in Illinois a small school in Illinois and uh, he quickly realized he was too small for that. Was that kind of the factor there? You just uh, realized, hey, I'm not a football player here. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stick to non-contact sports. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it was fun when I was there. But, yeah, I just wasn't, like, super in love with it. And at the time, I was, like, my real love was, like, soccer because I was, like, competitive and I felt like I helped the team win. I didn't have that same, like, feeling in football. Like, I was just another body on the field, I guess. So, it was like having an impact on like the team's success I thought was like really important to me as well. So that kind of drew me away from football, I guess. Now we both have older brothers who, uh, who did very well uh, in track and field, like you said, running. Uh, how much of that is a motivator? Because I, I always felt like there was a standard that I, I, that I should try to meet. Uh, how, about, how about for you having the older brother? 
Yeah, I think it's uh, a huge role. I credit a lot of my success to having him as a role model. I think one thing, too, with distance running is, like, not many people know much about it. And so I don't think without his, like, knowledge and his, like, expertise, uh, when I was so young, I would have found the same results of success that I had. Like, he was a senior when I was a freshman, so he had, you know, been through it all before. And so he kind of, like, coached me up uh, – in the in the summer and stuff like that and then yeah he obviously sets a standard like when he runs fast and places well at state like everyone watches the state track and field and thinks like you know one day I want to be the state champion and so pretty much a lot of my like middle school and like upper elementary or like late elementary years I like watched him compete and like competing for the win and it just like was drawn to that so kind of surrounded by it and just really made me like really hungry to do exactly what he had done and maybe outperform him. You know, no one wants to be worse than their older brother. <laughs> and like, and like you said, at that 2015 state cross country meet in Fort Dodge, you were actually ahead of him and you were the number two runner behind Chase Smith, the senior um, and, and fifth place. Um, like you said, that, that had to be surprising that, that you had that much success that early. But then you built off that and finished runner-up um, in state track um, and next spring in the 3,200 meters. Yeah, it was uh, it was actually kind of a whirlwind of a season. Uh, he had some injury problems uh, his senior year, unfortunately. So he was pretty much made his way to state on a bike. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he ran once early in the winter and then ran the state qualifying meet. And okay. he qualified in the 3,200. He was obviously hoping to win, but you know, circumstances weren't great. He could hardly run. So he was actually in that same race, but he ended up dropping out just because his injury was so bad. So it was like super exciting uh, for me to like play second, but it also like stung because midway through the race, I saw him on the inside of the track and he was kind of like, well, this wasn't supposed to, this isn't the way it was supposed to go. Um, so it was just, it was tough. But then I knew at that point, like I was kind of running for him, like he was screaming his head off, even though like he had just had a disappointing end to his senior track season and it was like kind of over. So that was like rewarding to see. And, you know, it's easier to run when you're kind of running for someone else, not just yourself. So was it more, he was frustrated then? Is that, uh, that kind of the emotion that he had? Yeah, I think he was just disappointed, kind of let down. Uh, you know, he didn't want that for himself and no, neither did anyone else. So, I think it was just hard to see and he had been like working so hard to try to make his cross training work and to have uh, the result he was hoping for. So it was just heartbreaking to see and with injuries in the sport, it's always devastating when someone goes down. And um, yeah, you just kind of continued to build off your uh, performance from your freshman year, um, came back, you moved up to second and in, in, in state uh, cross country Second in the 3200, it kind of re, kind of a pattern started there for you, where you were always next year's champion. You just uh, couldn't get over the hump. Was it getting frustrated there um, when you um, uh, kept finishing runner-up to um, Andrew Stumbo of Ogden? You uh, lost to him twice, cross country and track, and then um, and then Gable Seperda uh, got you at 2017 state cross country. Yeah, it, w it was really tough. Um, like like I said, you go into every single one of those races thinking you're going to win. And, you know, being like the young kid I was, like I was 16 years old, you know, hold myself to like win. And I'm, and I'm racing against these kids who have been in high school longer than I've been out of sixth grade. 
And so it's just like the lack of experience, I think, kind of came through. Um, mm. And early on, like I, I, I never thought I would lose. I was just, you know, so confident in my abilities. And so like the first time I lost, it was like that wasn't even a possible outcome in my head. Mm. And so that was tough. Um, and then, you know, like in the middle of my college years, I think my junior year, like I kind of succumbed to the pressure. Um, you know, I, I definitely think I was the best person in that field by a long shot. Um, Which I just didn't. That would have been my junior year, 3,200. Um, I got second so, again. You lost to the mid-prairie kid, Floyd yep. Evans. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I struggled there, and then I had a pretty bad performance the next day in the, or the following day in the 1,600. And so that was kind of like the tipping point. third in that race. Third. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, obviously I was going into that weekend thinking I would leave with two state championships. So that was kind of the tipping point. And then I remember, you know, going home, like a disappointing car ride home and just kind of thinking like, I got to change this all. I can't keep losing again. You know, it was like a five-time runner up at that point and yeah. never won a state title since my first high school experience at state. And I should have been on, you know, title number six or something at that point. So I kind of, uh, I went off the grid. I deleted all my social media uh didn't really use my phone just was like I'm not going to worry about what everyone else is doing I'm only going to worry about myself uh and so that really helped me I just focused on the things I could do and things like that and then unfortunately my senior year I ran the first race of the year and then had a foot injury pop up and so then we didn't know what it was we thought it was maybe a stress fracture so it took us like five or six weeks to get to the podiatrist and uh after one uh time seeing him he was like no this isn't a stress fracture this is uh, tendonitis and so I'd taken like four or five weeks off from like running and I was just cross training really hard so luckily I was able to like get back on my feet just in time for like um, my senior year like championship season so I ran the first meet of the year I ran conference districts and state and I was really just relying on like what I had been doing and like my belief in myself and so I mean it all ended up panning together, not the way I thought. We thought maybe my senior year was going to end before it started again, kind of like what happened this year. But um, luckily, I was able to just like win, get the first one out of the way, and then from there, it just seemed like winning another one was so much easier. Everything snowballed from there. Yeah, uh, you're kind of the poster child for continuing at it. You know, uh, after you uh, have five straight championship races where you finish you know runner up it has to be demoralizing but you just you got stronger you got more motivated and uh, and you had a gap of almost 22 seconds over joe anderson who now runs for uh, dort uh, dort college uh 22 yeah. seconds is almost unheard of for a state uh, cross-country championship that that's a that's a major blowout there yeah, and it was kind of, like, rewarding because, like I said, I was coming off these, like, conference meets and district meets, and it was, like, I don't really know where I'm at. But, you know, and I, I was, like, I think I was ranked number one, but I hadn't run since week one. So I think everybody was starting to think, like, what's going on here? And uh, so after that, I, you know, the whole race, I was kind of, like, you know, I, I got to keep it together. Like, I'd always been in it, but that last, like, you know, little bit after two miles, there's a tough set of hills on that course, and, you know, you can really break someone uh on that one so i remember uh, i had the lead with like the bridge at the bridge uh which is about at least like 800 to go maybe a little more and i was like uh, i had a lead but i didn't know how much it was and i wasn't gonna look back because i was like if someone's there like you know it's gonna be bad so 
I kind of just remembered I was like, I was just not getting on the gas, but just holding it there. Cause I was like, if someone catches me, I need to be able to like go. And so I was just like holding it back, holding it back, holding it back. And then I got down the home stretch and I, I peeped to my left and I didn't see anyone coming up the hill. And I was like, I just got to like run down this hill basically. And so that was when I started kicking. So it looks like I had like a JV kick. Uh, that we always make fun of when you watch someone close the last 50 meters really hard. But I was kind of just like, you know, I wasn't going to expend myself and try to win by so much and then lose it at the end. So I was playing it safe, but yeah, well, fortunately. You can, enjoy, I ended up... you can enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a, that, that was a huge gap. Um, I got to bring up the, the, uh, the team finishes. Like we said, uh, your freshman year, you won it. Uh, the next year, your, your team finished fifth. In 2017, you finished fifth, and then as a senior, it's just you. Um, that uh, had to be disappointing for you, um, just to be running by yourself and not have the team there uh, going for a trophy. Yeah, it's tough, especially after you like set the bar so high. Like you're kind of set up for failure after that. Like I mean, every season is going to be a letdown unless you win a state title uh, following that first one. So it was like. The, our second year, we really should have had a shot at it. Obviously, we lost my older brother, who was second the year before. So that's a big, it's a big person to lose. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of struggled across the board that year. It's just a pretty lackluster year. But then, you know, after that year, we got fifth. We lost, you know, like forty or fifty percent of our varsity runners, and the writing was kind of on the wall that it was, you know, it's just going to be me and my one teammate, my sophomore, my senior year. So it was like, well. Hopefully, you know, I can just focus on myself. I can't make anyone else uh, do the same things I'm doing. So, And then um, you must have been pretty healthy your senior year because, um, uh, like we've already said, you racked up the wins in the 3,200 and 1,600. Um, and then your distance medley and ends up second. So it was a really uh, great way to end your high school career. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, too, because my winter had been, you know, less than desirable. I, uh, it was really, it was a really harsh winter, I remember, and I ran inside for, I think, like, five weeks in a row on a treadmill, <laughs> and so, so one day I got bored, and I was like, I need to do, I need to run a two-mile on this treadmill, and so luckily the rec center I had had one that went pretty fast, and so starting at zero miles an hour and clicking start, I ran a 955 starting at zero miles an hour, and I knew, and this was in, like, the tail end of January and I was like well, if I can do this on a treadmill in January like I think some good things are going to happen this outdoor so I just like focused on like doing all the little things and then eventually the results came that must have been uh that, that treadmill must have been uh overheating when you were running it <laughs> yeah I think it looked a little bit ridiculous at my gym doesn't go that fast you, you yeah I know it's fortunately one that went to 15 so i wasn't even near what it could do but yeah it was pretty loud lots of pounding <laughs> everybody was probably amazed watching you did you have a crowd surrounding you, when you were doing <laughs> no that? i just think i had like a bunch of moms who were trying to get their elliptical workout in i think they were really confused as to what i was doing over there nobody nobody looks at me when i run even even like today i ran fast it's like nobody's watching me so yeah everybody's in their own world so yep um so uh tell me about um how you ended up at northwest missouri and um what the recruiting was like um when you were kind of building that momentum your senior year 
so it was kind of uh, interesting because uh, so my sophomore year I ran uh, 9.30 for the two mile, which in a lot of people's eyes is a pretty like solid mark. Um, but then my junior year, like I said, I was kind of struggling like with confidence and stuff like that. So I ran the same time again and I didn't PR. So that was kind of like a red flag for coaches. But I knew I was in much better shape, but, you know, no one believes that. The junior so when, year is when you got to be impressing everybody. Right. So, you know, staying in the same and not winning again, I think was kind of like, you know, no one really knows what you're capable of or what's going on. And, you know, that even if they ask for the truth, they have their own drawn up thoughts and opinions about the whole situation. So it was kind of interesting. Um, I had some recruiting uh, done by like Iowa State, Iowa, Drake, uh, UNI, stuff like that, more interesting in state and I, I didn't even really think about going too far away from home but I I wasn't like only looking at close schools I guess it was just kind of natural to look at the state schools and uh everyone you know there's kind of this like big uh, to do about going division one and so yeah. I knew like if I had the opportunity I wanted to do it um and so my I signed uh, with Iowa shortly after winning uh state in my senior year in cross and then, obviously, I had my great senior year. So I was signed for, you know, penny to, pennies on the dollar, I thought. You know, I signed with a 930 PR. I went in better to, to 911. And my mile PR went from, like, 428 to 417. And I had run 156 and 800. So, you know, I think they kind of stole me. Um, but then I went there my senior year. And I – or my freshman year, sorry. And uh, – it just wasn't the right fit for me. I was injured again and I was just struggling in the classroom and in, on the track. And so I kind of realized that, you know, I, I felt like I was getting further away from where I wanted to be every day. And so I had yes. like a really hard, like look in the mirror and conversation with my parents. And we kind of decided that, you know, maybe I should get on out. And so I entered the transfer portal and I had taken a visit to uh, Mer Northwest Missouri State uh, my senior year, but, you know, I was kind of just more focused on, uh, division one and so my second time around in the like the recruiting world was much different because I obviously had significantly better PRs and so there was a lot more interest it was kind of overwhelming at first but then I thought Maryville would be a good fit I knew I didn't really want to go division one even though a lot of people reached out and so I just found it here and it, it's worked out really well for me why didn't you want to go division one did you just kind of um, I just thought, you know, I was struggling in school in the classroom, and I thought a lot of it was just because of some unnecessary things that were happening, like at Division One, if that makes sense. Um, like, it took me, like, 25 minutes to get to and from my dorm to practice, and you do that, you know, once a day or a couple times a day mm -hmm. if you have to go to the training room, and then you're, you know, you look in the mirror, and you're like, I lost, like, four or five hours today just to doing, like, nothing, and then, you know, if I'm struggling in the classroom, like, I obviously have aspirations of going to med school so it just felt like every day I was getting further away from where I wanted to be and I was being pulled from both sides like I couldn't be the best athlete because school was so demanding and uh, sports were so demanding that I couldn't be the best student so I was just in this kind of vicious cycle of like giving up too much on both ends and so then I just figured you know it would be kind of consistent with that at the um, division one level and then obviously uh there's a lot more scholarship opportunities at a smaller school if you're being recruited by, uh, you know, big time division one programs. So, you know, making things a little bit more affordable is also 
uh, something in the back of my mind when I made the decision to come to Northwest. Yeah, they could give you more money. Um, that's always uh, definitely a factor, um, especially at a program like Iowa, where they where they do um, give out uh, a lot of the, a lot of their money to their their sprinters and their hurdlers and their uh, quarter milers uh, more than their distance runner. It seems like. Yeah, exactly. And there was, you know, I had a few conversations with my coach about, you know, trying to make it work, but it just, it didn't seem like it was going to work. It seemed like the issue was uh, what I was studying and the balance of it. And, you know, one thing I wasn't going to change is what I wanted to do for a living. So I was like, well, I think I just got to move on and, you know, move to something different. I I always got a good medical school. I'm assuming uh, Northwest's pretty good uh, as well. Yeah, we have a pretty good uh, biology program. Yeah, that's helpful. And it sounds like the campus is, is much more uh, con- uh, congested. <laughs> Everything's closer together. You don't have to. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it just removes some of those. Everywhere. Yeah, removes some of those excess stressors and things that just seemed unnecessary that you couldn't really change. Uh, we're kind of gone. And I mean, I'm from a small town. I never. I, I'm not against living in like a big city or anything like that, but. It was just, you know, giving up things that I, like, I didn't, I couldn't use my car. My car was out in this parking lot that I had to, like, take a 40-minute bus ride to get to. And mm-hmm. so I know, like, when I got injured, they were sending me to a chiropractor that was uh, outside of Iowa City uh, by, like, North Liberty. So I'd have to get on a bus for, like, 30 minutes to get to my car, to drive to the appointment, to come back, and then have to work out yeah. and then go home. So it's, like, it was taking, like, six hours a day just to do rehab and exercise what should take about 60 minutes so oh, uh, just things like that kind of compounded and I just was like you know it's just not working out for me and I need to head on out well it worked for Cassie Parker she started off in Iowa and went to Loris College and look at her now she's great <laughs> yeah all the division three records so um, sometimes smaller is better you know yeah, I think the beautiful thing with track and field is it's not like, you know, Division One basketball or football where things are different. The track's still the same size. Everyone, re- you know, regards the times the same way. I know there's people in Division Three running, you know, 356 for the mile, and that gets recognized just as it does if someone does at Division One. So I thought it was nice, too, that you're not really, like, sacrificing your athletic competitiveness. You know, I know if a lot of people play football or basketball and you leave Division One, you know, it's – it's not quite the same thing, I guess, but in our sport, it doesn't seem to matter as much. Yeah, there's a lot more parity, certainly, uh, between uh, Division One, Division Two, and even NJCAA. We got uh, a lot of yeah. great, uh, great times being run there, uh, certainly during uh, cross-country season as well. And um, and you got a chance to to be an All-American on, in Division Two. You got fifth in the steeplechase um, last spring. Um, how did you gravitate toward the steeple then? How was that? Um, um, I'd always been interested in it. My brother had a college teammate who actually was a national champion in it. So it was just like cool watching him run it. And the 3K, I think, has always been one of my better distances. And so my coach was like, well, do you want to try it? And so we were like, sure, why not? So I opened up um, in early spring last year and ran 9-10, which was a provisional mark. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of going much better than I thought it would. So then I ran at the Drake relays and I won Drake. I ran an auto qualifying time in like 8.50. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm into nationals on my second one. I didn't really know what the heck I was doing. My hurdle form was pretty atrocious. And I was just like basically 
going jumping over them and then running hard in between. So, uh, so then I ran another one at conference and PR'd again, and then I was already in the national meet. So at nationals, I was actually looking forward to the prelim they had set up, but they canceled it because of um, limited entries in the field. So I was looking forward to the more practice at nationals, but I was not lucky enough to have that. So I only ended, I've only run four steeples and it's arguably my best event. So it's kind of ironic. Well, I think you came into nationals with, I think, the fourth best time, I believe, if I remember right, and you ended up fifth. So uh, you, you were right there, um, right where your seated time was. So I uh, got to talk about that Drake Relays win. Um, was that your first um, a flag you've ever gotten as a as Yes, a it actually was. And I was a little frustrated about it, too, because I thought I should have been in the heat the day before. I remember that. Um, yeah. I got your so, audio from that. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, that was frustrating. And I know they let um, an Adam state runner in who had, who had been in no time. And so they let him in, but I wasn't getting let in. And it was like, they wouldn't let me in the fast heat. So I just had to make my heat the fast heat, I guess. So, you know, <laughs> I had a little chip on my shoulder. I was kind of upset about that. And then, you know, I think that ultimately helped me run really fast that day. And the weather was terrible when I ran, it was like 20 mile an hour winds. The, water was freezing cold and they ran the the you know the faster section the day before and it was like 65 sunny uh -huh. nice still out so i was like of course they got better conditions i got to come do it alone the next day in the morning it was like at nine o'clock in the morning so i was up at like 6 30 getting ready for this meet and it was freezing cold and we couldn't go in the field house so we're just standing out in these tents uh freezing to death and i was like this is probably not going to be the best opportunity and there's a miscommunication uh, with me and an official and I tried to set up a hurdle to go over as a warm up on the track. And they told me I wasn't allowed to do that. So uh, my first oh. uh, hurdle warm up of the day was in the start of the 3k. So it was just, oh, wow. it seemed like everything was going wrong and then it ended up well. So I wasn't, I was happy about that. Are you, uh, were you excited to get uh, back uh, to, to a stadium where you, you had some great memories from your senior high school? Yeah, it's really cool. Like, it's a special place. It always has a special place in your heart. Like, I've had a lot of mixed emotions there, like great performances and bad ones. And so yeah. it's like, always look forward to winning, you know, a Drake flag. So I got it hanging up in my room. But, yeah, it was just kind of like a surreal moment. Uh, I never thought my first one I would win would be in college. I mean, it seems like it would be much easier to do in high school. But, um so yeah, it's it's cool to finally win one. So is that something you're uh, hoping to get back for? Uh, you want to run there again uh, this the, uh, this spring? Yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, Drake relays are notorious for their bad weather or you're inconsistent right. weather, I guess. So it's either beautiful or terrible. But you know, it's nice. I have a lot of family that's able to make it, and so uh, hopefully, if I get put in the appropriate heat. Um, I can, you know, hopefully post the time that would get me into the U.S. team championships uh, out in Eugene. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, uh, that's something you uh, you just mentioned that uh, you, you want to get uh, get out there to Eugene, see if you can take a crack at uh, at running in the uh, you know, like you said, the World Championships for you know three thousand. Try to improve your experience there in that race against some real uh, legitimate guys there. Yeah, and it, it'd just be a nice experience. Like the first time I got to nationals was the first time I'd gone over a barrier next to someone. So I hadn't had like any of the experience a lot of these guys had. Like 
there are some guys that have raced four steeples at nationals and I'm on my fourth one in the national meet. So just mm. kind of a lot to like take in. You don't really know what to expect. And in that race, there's a lot of people going down. So I was kind of like cognizant of the way I was hurtling and just like my form got significantly worse because I wasn't very comfortable with the way I hurdle. I'm not a great hurdler currently. And it's one of the things we're really working on. So that race, it kind of came out a little bit and I was just kind of worried about going down with the rest of the field. Uh, well, you must be pretty tall. Um, so you must be have a good uh, leg length for the for the uh, steeplechase. Uh, that's not you don't have to be that way. Um, uh, Hillary Bohr is proof of that. But uh, right. But you're how tall are you, Reese? I'm like five ten or maybe five eleven. Kind of depends 10, on. 11. Okay. So I'm not like too tall. Usually I'm one of the shorter guys in the race, which I think yeah. is kind of funny, but. Okay. It works. So, um, do you uh, do you kind of look around and um, see guys like Gable Seperda, who's running at Iowa State, and Jerry Jorgensen, guys, you know, he's at Nebraska, guys that you used to run against. Um, do you kind of uh, see them at meets and kind of share old war stories? Uh, yeah, it's you? actually funny. I, I like to keep up with those guys as best I can. Unfortunately, we're not we don't end up at many of the same meets. Um, just because of a lot of things, but uh, I know like Gable and I both raced at the Kansas City Qualifier last outdoors. He ran the steeple, I ran the 5K. I was trying to get a national mark, but we missed yeah. each other there. But I like you know watched the mark he ran. It's it's just exciting to see guys that you competed with in high school posting really fast times. So yeah, it is, and and you've got quite a uh, a pipeline now from Iowa to uh, Maryville. Uh, you've got. Uh, on, on the women's side, uh, Carolyn um, is doing very well um, with her races um, in the 5K, 3,000, that sort of thing. Um, uh, what's, uh, what's going on there as far as um, the Iowa uh, runners going down there? Yeah, I know. It's like, I feel like the funny thing is, is like most of the school consists of Kansas City area and the Omaha area kids. Sure. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of a our- rarity to see a lot of Iowa people, I guess. So it's always good to see another familiar face, see, you know, license plates that you recognize. Um, but it's cool. I, I've always tried to, like, you know, help out the best I can with our recruiting and reach out to recruits. And, you know, earlier this um, – oh, last semester I hosted a few Iowa recruits. So hopefully, you know, they'll sign here in the near future. But it's good to have those guys down here. They know about, like – the courses we've run and stuff like that. So just talk about Iowa stuff when most of my men's teammates are from Missouri and Nebraska. So I don't have any Iowans to relate to. Yeah. Well, you and Carolyn Cunningham have got to be helping, uh, helping the image of Iowa, uh, which is kind of that you uh, you uh, come to college a little bit uh, low on mileage, you know, not as high as some of the other States and, but that you, uh, uh, produce uh, very successful runners. Yeah, I think it's, you know, you try to like rewrite the narrative too. And I know a lot of like small town kids struggle to go to the big stage. And so it's kind of nice to be a kid from a town of 3000, you know, racing against people from some of the largest cities in America who have been immersed in, you know, maybe more competitive high school events. Like I know my senior year, I was always looking to race someone that would beat me. Uh, I've never really been, I was never fortunate enough to have a whole bunch of competition. So a lot of my races would just be, you know, how hard do you want to run today? 
And so I really right. appreciated having competition. Well, uh, let's talk about Garner. Um, I've been there. Uh, I know it is flat as a pancake up there. So, <laughs> and, and, and the city seems like about a mile, uh, one square mile uh, in, it uh, is. in width. Yeah, it's about um, so a mile how by do you, mile. Yeah. So how do you, uh, how do you mix up your, uh, mix up your runs in a town like that and find hills uh, to run? So on? ironically, I don't have a hill anywhere that's worth, <laughs> worthwhile to really run. So I, I remember when I was in quarantine, uh, I would, or like when everybody was in quarantine and kind of the world was shut down, my coach told me to do like 20 second hills. And I was like, I'm going to have to go find a hill that's long enough and like worthwhile. So I found this hill. There's this hill in Ventura right offside the lake and it's a gravel hill. So I have to travel 10 miles to do a hill workout, but it works miles. out. Yeah. It's man. It's, it's unbelievable how, how flat it is up there. Um, and how about um, uh, as far as runs outside? Um, were you somebody that kind of ran out in the country and see, unfortunately, the gravel roads that we have have a lot of rock so the footing isn't great it's not like some of the dirt roads so like down in missouri they don't put as much rock on it so it's more like a dirt road so okay. i like to run on the dirt but at home it's just so hard it hurts your feet like the rocks are hard so wow. i usually just stick in town and one thing about stick north central back. iowa is it's like a wind tunnel so every day is like 20 mile an hour winds <laughs> so if you go out in the country you're gonna fight like heck for five miles and then for some reason the wind never seems as rewarding on the way back in so i don't ever find it worthwhile to go five miles out or five miles back fight the wind for half of it so all right your dad is uh george smith uh he's always liking my uh my my uh, tweets about you on on twitter he's always a big fan um he's got to be the be the proud dad is he is he kind of embarrass you once in a while though Oh, yeah, you know, I feel like that's what parents do. But, you know, it's good. I always have a ton of support, and they're always concerned about what's going on, and they're just invested in my success. And my older brother is, like, my biggest cheerleader. So, you know, they, they come down to a lot of meets, and it's like a four-hour drive. So uh, I know yeah. that two years ago they drove to Pittsburgh, Kansas, which is almost in Oklahoma, and it's about an eight-hour drive, and I ran a 4.14 mile, so – you know, eight hours of driving for four minutes of running is, uh, I, t I tell them not to come. I'm like, you can spend your time doing much better things than driving through Missouri for 10 hours. But uh, they, they, they do stuff like that. And I know uh, with me being injured in the fall, they've really tried to make it to as many races as they can. So my dad's supposed to be coming down to the, headed over to Lincoln tomorrow to watch me run. Okay. So. okay. Um, what's your brother doing now? What's, uh, where's he at? So he lives out in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, he works for Robin Hood. We should, so we should we should mention his first name. Uh, uh, Chase. Yeah, Chase. Yeah, Chase. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he out in Denver working for Robin Hood. Are yep. They, uh, is that the flower company? No, it's no. the uh, investment. Oh, so oh, it's investments. like, uh, okay. yeah. They, there's a really popular uh investing app that okay he works for that company so all right um so is he uh is he running uh still on his own or 
Uh, he's no, not really. He kind of just does things here and there. He he bikes a little bit and gets into running. I think he gets into it, and then he always tells me he's too old. His body hurts, so uh, he always has to take a break. He's, yeah. He told me he went for a four mile run and thought he had broken shins. So I think he had to hang it up for a while. I also think. Once you've been a successful distance runner, you're too ambitious to go out and run slow for a long time. So I think he dives into it pretty quickly, and it doesn't always end up well for him. And I gotta and I gotta tease you here a little bit because um, I think you kind of outkicked your coverage here uh, with your girlfriend, uh, Clara. Uh, she's uh, yeah, she yeah. You, you make a really nice couple there. Um, <laughs> Appreciate I, it. I saw your post on Instagram here. Um, how did you uh, how did you meet her? Uh, she goes to school here in uh, okay. at Northwest. She was a soccer player, so we actually met in organic chemistry. Ironically enough, mm. uh, we were lab partners. So okay, funny how that works. Spent a lot of time in a really boring organic chemistry lab at eight a.m. for a whole semester, and then we had organic two together. So <laughs> you get to know someone when you're trying to pass uh time in a organic chemistry lab so is she looking to go into the medical field as well is that kind of yeah she her major is biomedical science we actually have the same major but uh okay. she's thinking potentially going into like law or medicine she's not decided yet so okay okay did you do anything fun on valentine's day monday did you uh not really uh not really. we're really Just... busy unfortunately yeah. this time of year is crazy we're at like midterm uh, so I had like, I have three tests this week and then a meet this week and I was gone all weekend. So just trying to keep my feet underneath me, but we spent, we get to spend a lot of time together. So it's nice. It works out. Yeah. Well, we were, uh, trying to squeeze this interview in and, uh, Tuesday I mentioned to him that I, that I, uh, got busy and he said, I'm, I'm busy as well. So, so, so we, uh, kicked it over to Thursday and, uh, here we are talking. So, um, yeah, you must be uh, pretty swamped there um, with everything you're doing. Uh, sounds like a very difficult major you, that you've got. Yeah, it's certainly not the easiest one to uh, balance with school and sports, but, you know, yeah. it's what I want to do, so you got to find a way to make it work. Right. Well, I do appreciate all the time that you've uh, given. What would be um, kind of uh, – what would be kind of the uh, – the goal for um, this indoor and outdoor season, what would, uh, at the end of June, what would you be happy with after this season? Is um, you know, I'd like to, I just want to get a little bit better. I want to better a lot of my school records. Um, okay. You know, steeplechase is kind of my main focus. So unfortunately indoors, like the 3K is so much faster. So it's more like my work, but outdoors you're able to work more like 5K, 3K stuff just because of the nature of the steeplechase. So my training has to kind of switch after indoors and I'm just looking forward to like competing. Uh, you know, you realize like sometimes you take for granted the competition, like, Oh, I have a meet this weekend, but when you're injured and you have to watch your teammates go through the motions or, you know, go into the meets, you're like, I would do anything to be in their shoes. So just kind of enjoying uh, what I'm given and, you know, not taking anything for granted and just trying to, you know, take every day as a blessing and you know hopefully better my performances one of my big goals is i want to make the u.s team trials uh like i said earlier so yeah. it's kind of my big focus the steeples one of my big focuses you know i feel like i have a lot of room to grow 
I'm still a horrible hurdler. And uh, a lot of the guys who are running the same time as I am are better at me over every single barrier. So if I can clean that up, it saves me about 45 slow interactions in that race. So okay. <laughs> hopefully we can hammer that down. We have a new hurdles coach and she's been, you know, working me in uh, doing hurdle stuff. So hopefully this year it'll be a lot better. What specifically have you been trying to improve on? Just um... Uh, So my water jump is actually my best um, barrier, which is really? kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, you tap it, I guess, so you step on the top of it. Yeah. And the other ones, I, I favor, I lead with my left leg. And I last year, I only would go over leading with my left leg. So we're working on using both legs and being both. a little bit more clean. And then last year, my coach, when I would start to like fall apart a little bit in the race, he would tell me to tap the hurdles so I wouldn't like fall. And so hopefully getting to a point where we can run the whole thing while uh, actually hurdling and not tapping on them. It'll just speed things up drastically. So, Well, I'm impressed because um, at uh, during your high school career, you never qualified for a state in the 800. But uh, now you've gotten your 800 down to 152. So you've really gotten, gotten the speed work uh, down. Yeah, it's really funny. You got got your light speed. Yeah, last year when I ran that, I had like no preparation for it. The fastest thing I had run was a 28-second 200 in practice. So we opened up, and I was way off the back of the pack. They went through, I think, in like, oh, 53 seconds for the 400, and I was more like 55. So I was just hanging out, and then I just – you know, I knew that I didn't have like the leg speed to be running that fast. I would fall apart. So I really turned it on the back half and that's where mm. I caught most of the field. So I've only run it once. That was the only time I run 800 in college, but it, it's fun, you know, dive into that event. There's not much like expectations, I guess. Like, well, if it works, it works great. Um, if not, you know, because most of the time when I, that was a fresh uh, 800, normally my coach would just have me double back after like a mile or a 3k just to get some volume to kind of shock the nervous system a little bit. So, well, you've got a 14, 14, 5,000 for best. So, um, are you are going to take a couple stabs at that, uh, trying to get uh, under 14? Yeah. So, actually, last year, like I said, I Gable and I both ran at that KC qualifier and it was. Uh, like 80 degrees with like 25 mile an hour winds down the home stretch and so my coach was telling me like this field is so good like it'll be perfect like you're going to go out you know you're going to bury yourself in the field and then it'll, it's going to hammer down like this is a free trip to nationals and so I was like all right sweet so like six laps into the race no one's going no one's taking the pace we're slow and so yeah. I somehow find myself leading the last six laps of the 5k trucking a 25 mile an hour wind and i ran like that time and we were like well is there like a wind conversion you know joking and so it's like i just got to get in a race where it's not 30 mile an hour winds and hopefully i can <laughs> break up you know 14 so they took me to california uh right before nationals try to get in and the race went a little slow the pacer was supposed to you know pace us through on pace and we were like slow and then they were like trying to make up for it and it just didn't work well so I remember with like 1200 to go, I realized I was going to have to run like 304 to run the time I wanted. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to close in 304 for 1200 after, you know, running a good chunk of this 5k. So it was kind of like, you know, kind of knew that I wasn't going to make it in the 5k, but it was okay. We just focused up for the steeplechase. 
And how about uh, you gonna do some fifteen hundred uh, races as well? Miles? So I ran one uh, last year. I ran three forty seven. Uh, yeah. Just you know, so I didn't keep running the steeple, didn't beat myself up because I was pretty much already in the meet at that point. So I was like, oh well, my coach, was like, well, we gotta do something with the rest of the season. So I started running. The, I ran the fifteen hundred once, but it's kind of weird. Like outdoors, like indoors, my three k mile work works pretty well because. Like my goal mile pace is like 61 second quarters and my goal 3k pace is like 64s so it's not that much different but outdoors the 3k steeple pace is very similar to 5k pace so you kind of have to like turn your back a little bit on the mile if you want to you know focus on the 3k and 5k sure, sure. so i'll probably not have too much in the 1500 i'm sure they'll put me in a race i have a teammate who's pretty much a 1500 guy so they like to have us race each other and push each other so hopefully I'll get in one of those at least. Well, I hope you make it to indoor nationals uh, with your relay and individually. Uh, big, uh, big weekends here coming up. Um, what are you going to run uh, at the MIAA championships coming up next weekend? What's the. So unfortunately we really don't know yet. There's like a million possibilities. You don't know yet. Uh, okay. Um, kind of depends on how this weekend goes. Obviously if sure. I get in, it gives us a little bit more freedom. We might give the DMR another crack. We yeah. flirted with the idea of me running the 5K, trying to qualify, but the problem is, is I'm in no time. So I'll have to go out of the slow heat. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of work alone. So I'm not sure, but I also haven't run the mile much this year. So if I get in in the 3K and we're kind of content, maybe I'll try to run the mile. We have some studs in our conference in the mile, like 401, 402 guys. So, Ooh. you know, getting a nice PR would be fun to do, especially it's at home this year. So. I saw that. Yeah. So you, you have a, you have about five or six home meets. <laughs> yeah. We indoors, we pretty much live at Hughes yeah. field house. Um, outdoors, That's we don't host any home meets. I think our coaches get burnt out of hosting us a lot. So uh, we get to travel around a lot outdoors, but indoors we're pretty much at home. Yeah. You probably like, like the change and like to travel. Everybody liked, like Des Moines, you know, a little easier for your family to get there. Right. Only yeah. two hour drive. So. Well, yeah, we always uh, go have... south. We don't go north, so Drake's about <laughs> as close as I get back to home. Yeah, exactly. Well, have a great uh, race this weekend. Hope you can improve that time in the in the three thousand, and um, I'll be tracking your progress. Hopefully, thank you very much. I appreciate you, you get... having me on.